Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Readers and Writers with your hosts, James Hill and Athena Paris with Rock Hill. And I am Amy Ravishandra. And today we are talking social media, Facebook or Meta, however you want to go with it. LinkedIn, Twitter, where's the best place for you guys to be? So I'm assuming I'm kicking this one off. Is that, is that how this is going? Okay. Well, you could. You could talk about Facebook. I know quite a bit about Facebook. Yeah. I don't. I think everybody knows about Facebook, good or bad. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. If you want me to give you my views of social media, this is what I know about it. Um, Facebook is where you go to meet people to create uh, an actual fan base. Right. LinkedIn, if you want to go look for business partners. Yes. Uh, Twitter is if you just want to go and vent. <laughs> most of the time yeah and instagram is snippets of whatever you're up to you know yes That's basic knowledge of how i understand each uh, uh, social media platform works That's yeah. what I understand what they do oh man um, it's it's crazy and then let's just throw tiktok in there right Pick, TikTok, i don't know anything just... about them Oh my gosh, man. TikTok is changing the social media world and it's a beautiful and confusing mess is what I say. You know, TikTok has inner workings. You know, the the best way for me to explain it and the way I understand it is there's all of these rings or tiers. And on TikTok, you start with your inner tier, which is just your audience, right? So however many followers you have, whatever. And if it's performing well in that tier, then TikTok will open it to a bigger tier, a bigger audience and so on and so forth. But if it doesn't perform well in the first one, you have no shot of getting more followers or anything. And the way to be successful on TikTok is to do the trends that are going on. Well, I mean, those trends change all the time. I mean, like every day they change and I don't want to get out there and and dance and do stuff, right? And so it's, it's one of those interesting TikTok. I have a, I don't even know my feelings. Well, towards let, let me tell you my thing on TikTok because, you know, <laughs> I, I have recently started watching these little videos that they do and they're yeah. like two minute video, three minute video. And they're all like the crazy. It must take a lot of work to do them, but they're all very highly edited videos yeah. that they're doing. And mm-hmm. I mean, except for maybe some of the little kids that are just doing acrobatic tricks, let's say, right. uh, most of the others seem like they're very well cut, very well edited. So it might take a lot of time to produce a two or three minute video of yourself doing something crazy <laughs> or yeah. something or something yeah. odd. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the crazy thing is, is like three minutes, I think is the limit, right? Which is normal. I mean, that's like the normal attention span of a person nowadays right yeah yeah. it's genius because it's like oh yeah you've kept you've kept my attention for the full amount of my attention span you know which is brilliant but then when it comes to you know staying on trends and having these like edited videos and now you're you know now we're all video editors and it has to be like video-esque and it's just like you know who has the time to do that I don't have the time to do that and let alone thinking of outside the box content every day or how to make a you know a basic concept seem out of the box and make it seem like it's um, shot on the fly when it's edited and all these things. 
I mean, it's, it's genius the way that it's brought out creators and the creativity that they have, which is amazing. Yes. I, I think that things like that, TikTok especially works well for people who have a very specific type of job. Like, yeah. let's say you are really good at fixing people's cupboards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can just, a, a kitchen cupboard today, um, your wardrobe tomorrow, the bathroom closet the, the next day. This is how you do it. Looks beautiful. It looks set. You know, this, you throw away, you're hoarding too much, almost like a, a Mary uh, and her 30 book limit mm-hmm. in your entire house. You should have 30 books. I'm like, what planet does this woman live on? Does she know anything about writers? There's no such house with 30 books limit. That's impossibility, you know. Uh, But anyway, I'm just saying, you know, so if you have a specific uh, knowledge of something, like let's say you're a decorator and you quickly show people how to do your children's uh, bedroom in uh, in three minutes, you can speed your video and you show people, yeah, take all of this off and you bring this in and you put that on the wall and you've got this plant and this little chair and this mat and, and here's your room together. That works. That's why it, it's a quick ad. It's a oh, quick yeah. advertising uh, medium. Absolutely. You know. And, you know, it's one of those things that came, it became really popular during the pandemic. People didn't have anything else to do. So they were doing these dances and stuff. And so, you know, a part of me feels like TikTok could be short-lived, you know, it could just be like a platform that maybe lasts five years. And then there's something else that comes along, kind of like Clubhouse, right? Clubhouse is still around. It's still kicking. I mean, it's a great platform for authors. I get invitations all the time for an author book club on there and book launches and all of this stuff. But, you know, it kind of, you know, lost its appeal because now everything is about TikTok. But it used to be all about Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, right? Those have always been your heavy hitter platforms always or meta whatever you decide to well, call facebook i'm gonna say facebook is still there all right they changed the name yeah. to meta yeah and, they're still like prevalent because they are so huge and really because they were really first yeah you know? they were first and, they own a bunch of social media platforms too you know I yeah mean, and they the have the money they so they buy up the Instagram. competition which is you know and the way to stay I, the way to stay relevant is to Either beat your competition or buy your competition. I think what makes Facebook work is that it has um, interconnecting ways of communication. So you have videos, you have pictures, you can comment. And those, those conversations can go on for hours, days, weeks, months, and years, because people can come back and suddenly see, uh, Uh, one of the posts and suddenly comment and restart something all over again so I think that's why Facebook works because everybody can go on it daily it's easy to access easy to comment easy to upload something on whereas Twitter it's just your 140 um, it's very limited so you have to think carefully what you're going to say and what you're going to attach whereas Facebook is basically a where you write your first draft. Oh, yes. Go for it. And I would like to say that people should realize that even with Twitter, where you say, you know, it's 140 character and then it moves on, it moves on very fast from your screen. But none of this stuff is actually lost. Once you put something in social media, once you put something in the internet, 
in the it's there forever. Oh yeah. And yeah. people yeah. have and as we see now, people have been burned by the things they have said, you know, You're that come back years yes. later to, to burn them. And it's yes. like, all right, you might have said that as a joke 10 years ago or five years ago. And you might have been joking when you put that up. But now five years later, no one knows what the joke was. And now they're just taking your words. Yeah. And it's the same thing yeah. for all authors. We write our yeah. books. And our books, and most authors are, are social commentary of that moment. Yeah. Now, I don't care what you write. Uh, uh, in, in the realm of fiction, really, because you know, nonfiction writers are writing about something specific, business-wise. But as non, but as fiction writers, what most fiction writers are writing about is the time they are living in, and it's a social commentary on that time. And that now that may change going down the road because people evolve, times change, yeah. things change, situation changes. Yeah. But you take that book and you read it 10 years later. And that's, a, that's the thing about writing a great novel. It stands the test of time. Yeah. Even if the time that you're reading it in doesn't reflect what's going on in that novel. And that's the thing that you have to worry about. And I say worry about because a lot of times social media, you don't get that idea of seeing the entire idea. You only mm -hmm. get a snippet of that person yeah at that particular time yeah and it may not be very flattering sometimes what no, you what yeah. you put out there man yeah i mean yeah. social media is an amazing tool and it's an amazing resource and it's changed the way marketing and stuff is done now but it is also one of those things that you can't just throw anything up there that you want to you know mm -hmm. and think that no. just because you deleted it it's deleted it's not you know it that's just it's the cold, hard truth. It's not, it's always going to be there, you know? So you always have to be careful of, of what you put and not overthink it, you know, don't overthink what you put up there, but just think of the way that you word it and the things that you say. Right. Right. Um, because like whatever I, you know, put up there today, you know, in 10 years could be taken out of context because they weren't, it's a different, different time. Right. And like you said, people evolve, societies evolve, all these things evolve and they change. And so it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you have to be strategic and careful when you're posting on it, you know? And it's not, I'm not saying like be strategic as like only post about your book and buy my book, right? Because people don't like that. On any platform you're on, people don't like that. They don't like being sold to. They like buying right. from people that they feel like they have a connection to, it's relatable and, you know, has something of value to them that they want to read because it's their genre, their interests. You've, you know, you've got dragons, magic, wizards, whatever. And that's appealing to those people, but they don't want you to hard sell them. They want to buy it because they want to support you and because it's the genre that they read and it's relatable and they can't wait to hear what happens. So you sprinkle that in there, right? But you give snippets of your, your life or your writing journey or, you know, Hey, you know, if you have a dragon in your book, what would you name it? What color would it be? Cause there's all kinds of different dragons, you know, here's some dragons mentioned mm -hmm. in my book, you know, something like that where you're engaging, right? those things won't get you in hot water. Okay. Like those are things that you won't get in trouble for and it's all good. You yeah. know, posting and I would things like to say one other thing. I would like to say on that, on that note, you have to know your audience too, yeah. because, you know, in Facebook, you know, and another, another social media platform, are you talking to authors? Are you talking to readers? You know, it depends on the group that you're talking to because and this is the thing that a lot of people get in trouble with. 
They say, you know, I put this stuff up on Facebook and I'm expecting to get, you know, all these readings and stuff. And you ask them, well, what, what, what are you in? What the, oh, I'm in office groups, you know, I'm in writers group. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're talking to other writers. You're not talking to the people who read, who read the book or buy yeah. the book. You talk to other writers. So what you need to talk to in that particular situation is plot ideas, what this person is writing about, what that person is writing about. You know, they're, they're there to help themselves and to help you with that type of thing. If right. you want to pick readers and if you're trying to talk to readers to tell them about what you have written and what you're trying to to, to sell, because let's face it, we are trying to sell, mm -hmm. uh, you need to be in readers groups, you know, uh, bloggers, you know, because they're interested in what people have written and they want to talk about that kind of stuff. You want to talk to um, uh, book clubs, you know, those are the those are the groups and those are the type of people. So you have to know what your message is, and it still has to be a message. You got to be social because that's the whole idea between social media. Yeah, to be something exposing yourself, not just what you did, but ex expose exposure of yourself. But you also have to know that the message has to fit the group that you're talking to. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, a couple of years ago they told everyone that the correct way to go about social media was in Facebook, create two completely different pages, your uh, personal page and your uh, author's page. There's a merit in that. So be completely professional on your author's page and then do your personal things on your personal page, like family pictures, dog pictures, what you ate when you went to the mountains and the river and th things like that. But nowadays, people want connections, like you say. Yes. So now the professionalism that they spoke of before, it was like, it's clear cut. Don't mix the two. It's business and pleasure like that, and they separate. But now we are actually uh, changing the way we consume things. We don't want to consume things without knowing what's behind it. Yeah. So a book is exactly that. So you've got a professional page and you put nothing personal. So I don't know who you are. How can I like you? I want to know something about you. I like your hair. Do you do it? Do you color it? Do you, uh, you know, curl it? What do you do to your hair? I would really like to know. Uh, and that way is a way of communicating with a large group of your fan base. Let's say romance writers, mostly women. Women care about their hair, their looks, their makeup. So if you approach personal things like that now, today, um, you actually gain followers and fans because they understand what you're talking about. Whereas before they told you, no, separate completely. The two are not mixing and don't talk to them like that. Don't tell them what eyeshadow you use. That's none of their business. You know, that kind of thing. It was like that five, 10 years ago. Now it's joined them together. I need to know what puppy do you have? Is it across something? What is it? I would like to know. What's its name? I want to know what your doggy's name is. You know, I like to see pictures of your uh, doggies, you know, yeah, what is they're it? More, they're more blended. Yeah, that was know? the whole drive behind Facebook going to Meta. It's yes. the idea that they were blending 
the virtual world with your real world, you know? Interesting. That, yeah. that, yeah. that's, what, that's what, not only was it a ploy to get away from all the past things you said about Facebook. I was gonna it say, It was also yeah. trying to give you that, that blend. And most people think yes. that meta symbol is the infinity symbol, but it's not. It's actually, if you take it like a racetrack, that had two high bank curves at, the, at either end. So you're going around the racetrack, you go up, you come down, you go up and you come down. So that's how the meta symbol looks when it's laid out flat. And then they get kind of like turned sideways. So oh, when it's turned sideways, it kind of like looks like the infinity symbol, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's like a blend of the real world and a virtual world. Man. And so they're trying to blend everybody into this virtual world where you can have yes, this I mean, and yeah, yeah what did i say meta means in uh, my language it means a, the goal it's a goal of something so and the goal is to integrate everything yes that's, yeah it's a that's a cool concept it's cool and scary at the same time right because it's you're blending right. reality and virtual reality together yeah well it's the next step to virtual are, are reality well, I mean, but eventually, you know, if everything becomes so blended, you're going to not get confused on what's real and what's not real, but things would blend together, right? There's all these like possibilities and technology is such an amazing thing. And social media is so amazing, you know, and we could sit here and go on and on about it, you know, but we are out of time for today. So we'll have to revisit the social media and the whole meta and virtual reality and blending and all of these things. But social media changes all the time. And that's what makes it so fun, especially for someone like me, algorithms change like monthly. Now it used to be like every six months, you know, now it's like monthly and, and keeping up to date with all of these things, but all right, guys, before we go, before we go, I'm going to tax you with making a TikTok video for Rock Hill Publishing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you time. Whatever you can get. It. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys have heard it here on readers and writers. So until next time, make sure you join us next week. We will be talking with Diane Bame about changing genres. So you're not going to want to miss that. So we'll catch you all next week. Bye, everybody.